Okay, so Wednesday night, another Wednesday night, a school night. It is a school as night. As Ken just pointed out. Yeah. Uh, it's important to point out that Ken's back. Hi, everybody. Yeah, he hasn't been gone very long. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, uh, Brian has a show tonight, and uh, as a, as a comic's life is, sometimes a show will just come up. Yeah. So he's just every time, and as a comic, I'm never just like, nah, man, you got to skip that and come to this <laughs> non-paying gig in my basement. Because <laughs> you don't know, Lorne Michaels might be there tonight. Yeah. Like, this might be yeah, the night. Of course. Yeah. That'll be the night that he doesn't. That would be the night for Brian. The night that he doesn't show up when someone who's just like, God. I really want to find like a six foot three goofy comic who's Puerto Rican, but no one really thinks he's Puerto Rican because he looks like he's because he looks like he's Polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah who's like twenty seven, but, but looks, looks like he's fifty one. Yeah, looks a lot aged. Yeah, that's because that's a market that is growing. Uh, that's yeah, the, that that's coming up. So, so we've asked Ken, the great Ken Schneck, come over and be a guest, a guest host. I'm in so. a different chair. I mean, it's very exciting. Yeah, it's a lot more. It's easier there because we're both facing. Yeah, we're both facing Andrea because all we're just gonna start firing questions at you. <laughs> Can you pronounce your last name for me? Losi. Losi. I would yes. not have gotten there. There's I a know C people want to do there. the hard C with the lock C a lot okay. of times, so it's Hungarian, Polish. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's the other part about missing Brian being here is that he likes to guess people's uh, backgrounds and he's so bad at it. Like, what did he say to you? He it wasn't good. It was way it, wasn't it was way good. off. Yeah, because yours is I think German. It was like straight Catholic. I think that's what he said. Yeah, it didn't even apply. Yeah. Well, my maiden, like, my well, like German is... Irish. He's like Protestant. Like that's not a that's not a country. Like <laughs> your my maiden, maiden name. name is Trevisano, so very Italian. Oh, super. Oh, he might have got that one. Yeah, I think that one would have been easier. Oh my gosh. Did you like did you have those moments when you first started dating of thinking, "Okay, this is what my last name could be?" I did. I miss my last name. Do my you? my real last name. Well, people used to call me Triv. Uh, my uncle who was on the radio, he recently passed away, um, sadly, but everyone called him Triv. They called my dad Triv. So, it's just kind of a fun fun name to have and then it's like it's gone one day and you're like what just happened so it's kind of weird for a while but now i you know have you leaned into losi yeah now it's normal okay well that's good it is but how long have you been married um six years yeah (laughs) oh my god i don't know let me (laughs) go six or so i do somewhere around there i do that though again like i've told a bunch of people this 2020 jacked up my, my 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 timeline like every, like well all the time my wife was like yeah it was about two years ago she was like that was in ninety eight it's like that <laughs> like, was I just, in nineteen eighty like two thousand twenty twenty ruined a lot like the way that I view things I view everything as like that was about two years ago she's like no. we've never done that our sense of time <laughs> she's I like think. we've never been there it's it's off for sure yeah yeah well thank you for coming so you are the CEO of Harness Cycle I am that's pretty exciting it's, it's actually pretty exciting to you guys exciting. especially this month. Uh, so th- the way this actually came up is Alex over at Jukebox. He came on, and Alex is so awesome. He just sent me like seven names. He's like, "You should have these people on. They're awesome." And one was Anne uh, Hartnett, I believe mm-hmm. is her name. Yep. And uh, so I-, I talked to her a little bit. She's like, "I just can't fit this in right now." But you know what? You should talk to our CEO. And I'm like, most people don't just say, "Joe, you should talk to the CEO of right. anything." Right. And uh, <laughs> I reach out to you, and you're like, "Of course." And I'm like, "I don't understand why people don't." No one just even looks around and be like, should I, who is this guy? <laughs> they just all say yes. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> but that's awesome. I, I'm really glad. Uh, especially with 
everything that you guys have on going on now at Harness Cycle, everything that obviously everyone has going on right now too. But it's really just even though again 2020 was literally 2 years ago, oh, yeah. we're still feeling the after effects of this. And you guys really I mean cuz you're you just kind of I don't want to I don't know if I want to call it opening back up, but I mean how would you describe it? Yeah, we definitely just reopened yeah. the entire in-person business. So March 2020 happened and Hartnett, who you mentioned, yes, is our owner and founder. Um, you know, she ran the business for eight long years pre-COVID and was very successful in Hingetown. We had a studio downtown. I was actually an instructor for the last six or so years. So I've been on the team um, for a while. I've gotten to know Anne for a while and she had to make some really tough decisions when COVID hit and the pandemic hit. Every, yeah, everyone did. Yeah. I mean, everyone did. So she actually closed the studio, our in-person studio, uh, before it was mandated and before everyone else did. So she could foresee it coming and wanted to be part of flattening the curve. So we closed and we stayed close for two full years. Wow, In that time, we did pivot. So we did pivot to digital. We had some instructors teaching digital classes and we sold a lot of at-home bikes. People were riding at, at home and they okay. wanted that access to, you know, harness at home is what we were calling it. Um, but, you know, it was just never quite the same. It's just right. never going to be the same experience as a dark studio with the, you know, the feeling of, detaching from your day and just getting out of your body and out of your mind so we've missed it for two years um and we've decided you know this was the time to come back and it felt really good we just reopened earlier this month with friday and saturday classes so we'll be expanding our schedule very soon but just to welcome people into the studio again and see people riding together on bikes and yeah. to feel what we're creating together, which again is just irreplaceable. You can't do that yeah. at home through a screen is pretty special. Yeah, that's you're right. And yours is even a little bit more unique because I've done I've done harness cycle, obviously. You've done uh, one of our classes? Yeah, you can tell by this, this body yeah, just happened. To you. Really? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. So did you oh, guys yeah. ride in Hingetown? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I don't remember when it was, about two years ago. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I really have no idea. Pre March, it might have been in the nineties. For for folks who don't know yeah. harness, like what? Obviously, there's a ton of spinning studios out there. But how do you how do you pitch it to people? What what sets harness apart from every every other studio out there? Yeah, harness is a, a beat driven, feelings based studio that incorporates sweat, strength, and recovery in every single ride that we teach. So it's a 45 minute ride as we call it and we take you on a journey of you know a very beat driven class there are no numbers there are no metrics so the instructor really is your guide That's throughout big. the 45 minutes yeah. but it is self-led you are taking what you need from each and every ride it is a chance for you to have the space you need to grow to take whatever you need that day you know you could be having an awesome day and you could be rocking the bike you could be having a horrible day and you could be crying there are there are many classes where i have been crying oh, yeah. in class because it's just that release that you need that maybe you didn't even know you needed. So I think one of our you know differentiators is definitely our, our feelings-based philosophy and how we coach and how our instructors lead the classes. The fact that you know it's not external motivation happening, it's really internal motivation from our riders' perspective. Um, and then the other thing I think that you know sets us apart. I mean, there's there's many things, <laughs> um, but our values-driven kind of purpose-driven mission and overall. Um, you know, beliefs really guide everything we do. Every decision we make from, you know, the moment you walk in the door to how you sign up for classes to emails that we're sending to campaigns we're running, partners we're partnering with, all of it's guided by kind of core 
um, guiding values and beliefs. And so we've spent a lot of time foundationally on who we are. And I think people feel that. I think that's why, you know, Anne was so successful pre-COVID. I think that's why we'll continue to be successful um, in this new chapter, because this really is, you know, a new chapter for Harness. Right. Yeah. You know, you kind of said something there, like in terms of uh, the experience itself, like a lot of people, I think people that do things like Harness or or I like for myself, it's martial arts, like doing like I've been jujitsu for seven years now. It's not. It's that outlet. You know, I, I'm not going there because I feel obligated. I really, really like it. And honestly, I need an hour and a half or however long it is to honestly just not really think about anything else. Right, yeah. right. And that that's and I think places like Harness, that's why it's different than like going to like a gym. And I think why some gyms, just regular gyms, kind of suffer because people are like, okay, now I'm just going to work out at home or they're doing at home stuff. You can't, you can do, and you guys had some success doing that at home, but still that experience of actually you know kind of getting there going there checking in the bike the music everything the people it's a around different you. yes yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's big yeah i mean one of our core beliefs is in the power of the collective so mm. the power of what's happening with everyone around you in the pack as we call it is pretty incredible yet you can still focus on your individual growth right i can go anywhere and get a workout i can sweat i love hit workouts i sure. love strength workouts you know i do things outside of spin of course and harness but we're trying to hold space for people to go a little deeper and we want that growth to happen and it may not happen with each and every ride but we consider ourselves space holders we consider ourselves community builders and we're really an anchor for the neighborhood and for you know the riders who come through our doors the the thing about my opinion of like the thing about the workout too is that it's an intense workout but it's not a it's not a workout where i feel obligated to do more it's a workout that i'm almost encouraged to do more and i want to i think again because of the environment yeah um it it, it is it's 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 unique Mm because i've been to a couple like spins dude harness is different than the other Mm -hmm. ones that i've been to Uh, it's it's, all the whole vibe is very different yeah it's a vibe it's the connection you feel i think people were craving that you know once we reopened Mm -hmm. we saw a lot of like oh my gosh i haven't seen you for a while and just friendships i have you know built-in best friends that i have met through teaching through being part of this community and it's it's beautiful because you just create something special um it's been a really fun journey for me to be part of it as a writer, as an instructor, and now as kind of the leader of this next chapter. Well, I mean, so let's kind of take it all the way back. Like, like, how did you end up at Harness? Oh, boy. Well, I have always loved spin. I was a dancer um, from the age three to, I think, 16 or so. So I did ballet, tap, and jazz. Oh, I, so I, that... I thought you meant, like, the way I'm a dancer. Okay. <laughs> no. Like, I am a dancer, Let's cla- Yeah, let's but... clarify dancer. You know, no one's That's watching. a good point. <laughs> <laughs> if they're watching, they're recording, and then right. they're posting, uh, like, look at this poor idiot. Yeah. Define dancer. He did go viral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People do watch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I did ballet, tap, and jazz. Um, I was classically trained, and so the eight count is just natural to me. It's just kind of running through my blood. And I've always loved dance. I've always loved music. You know, it drives a lot of, you know, my action, what I want to do, my movement. And so when I found spin, I did find a way to kind of connect all of the pieces because, you know, we're teaching to the eight count. We're teaching to the beat of the music. It's all driven by the beat. Not every class, not every studio teaches that way. Again, you know, harness is beat driven. But once I found that, I fell in love. Harness, before they opened the studio in Hingetown, 
um, opened a, a very kind of early stage pop-up um, psycho lab is what we called it. And so I found, you know, the psycho lab when Anne opened those doors and it was literally just like a makeshift stage and a couple bikes and like a curtain in Ohio City. It's actually where the tabletop is, if you guys know where that oh, is yeah, on 25th. So oh, that's yeah, where the first like pop-up was before she could get the studio built out and immediately, you know, was hooked with the way Harness taught. I remember riding with Anne back in the day. I remember snowstorms and like driving through the snowstorms to get to Harness because I was like, I got to get this in. Like it was just part of my life and part of my routine that I loved so much and that I got so much out of. So I rode for probably one or two years at least and then was encouraged to kind of think about teaching. I'm like, yeah, this is this could be something really cool to take what I've learned and apply it next level and help coach people to create the same growth that I've created and just, you know, see what I could do. I had no idea, you know, how fun it would be um, and how many friendships I'd make along the way. So that was, you know, six years ago. I think it'll be seven years this June, technically. Okay, but who are you <laughs> as an instructor? Because I'm obsessed with huh. spin instructors, and I like truly believe it's like a Justice League kind of thing. Everybody <laughs> has their superpowers. Like, I truly, this is how it, maybe it's an X-Men thing. I really believe that, like, everybody's got to have their thing, this, their this thing. unique personality. Why do people sign up for your classes? Like, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to get out of her classes. You know what? And just on top of it, so my wife is, is a huge, very into yoga. And she will not go to certain yoga classes oh, yeah. because she likes certain yoga teachers. Uh -huh. Not because she thinks the other ones are bad, but right. there's they're all still unique in their own way. They add their own personality to it. So, actually, that's a really good question. What are, what like are your superpowers? Yeah. Like, I, this is, oh, yeah, obviously, this is this is the kind of day I'm having, and so hers is clearly the class <laughs> I need to take. <laughs> no, I love that question. I think it's so true because I love going to classes just as much as the next person, and you, you do have to find that instructor that you connect with because you oh, won't yeah. connect with everyone. I think my superpower is my confidence nice. in myself. I think people can feel that when I teach. I think True. people can feel that when I talk to them and when you know, I give them perspective about something or share an opinion, You know, my leadership and just what I want to do in this world. I think all of it kind of plays into that is what I've learned over the years. I think I just have this like natural confidence, like, yeah, I'm going to figure this out. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing up there. No, I mean, it took me a long time to figure it out, but I knew I was going to figure out. I knew I had to find my voice. So I think that kind of rings true for kind of overarching what comes out of my classes. I think I'm definitely more of the, you know, energetic type of loud kind of in your face instructors. None of our instructors are like, you know, screaming at you to, to get stuff done and like, you got to do this and get to the yeah. specific number. Um, but I love a good boot camp class. I, I love, love a good, a good you know, I, I like yeah. to feel like I just worked as hard as I possibly could if I'm going to work out, if I'm going to move my body a lot of the times. So I teach a class that I would want to take in a lot of ways. Um, That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, it, it really, really is. Like of all the ones I've done and whether we're at this boxing, anything, I, I mean, I've had different boxing instructors. I was like, oh. I hate when this person runs this class. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it, it sounds like it's because you were like, I I'll get there. I think one of the, 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 the leadership qualities, regardless of what it is, is the ability to be disarming and the ability to kind of speak to everybody regardless of who they are. You're, just, you're talking to them on the same level. Yeah, People yeah. really do respond, and they, they pick up on that right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, at, like if somebody – 
a scenario like someone's like, I'm struggling with this, and you know, if someone's like, we're all struggling with it. Do the best you can, the most yeah. you can, you know, but. This is not a competition. You're just trying to better yourself in the next 45 or 60 minutes. That's it. Yeah. The, one of the coolest parts about being an instructor are the moments after class or a little note that I get from a rider a week later or whatever it is that just are like, I really needed that. Like you say yeah. things in class that you don't know people pick up on. And in studio, it's dark. It's candle lit. It's not, you know bright bright lights and sunlight it's like a time for solace and a time to go inward and so you just don't know how you're connecting to different people in different ways just by saying usually what you need to hear yourself right so that's the coolest part for me is like those little moments of like wow that that really helped me today or like that helped shift my perspective or i did cry it out and damn that felt good i think one of the lessons I had to learn early on was how to be vulnerable. So mm. that's something that I continue to practice because it's not natural to me. Like I'm the strong, confident one. Like I can't be sappy and vulnerable. You know, it was always a constant practice. It always will be. Yeah. So I think over the years I've learned to kind of let that guard down and like I don't always have to be the most confident and people connect to that too. Um, so that's, that's a, I think, the best part about teaching is just – you are giving people pieces of what they need and you don't even know it. Like the impact you're making can be huge. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, if you could get in everyone's head and kind of understand what they took from something like that, I think a lot of people would be very, very surprised. I, I, I don't think it's more, I'm going in here cause I got to get a workout done. I really think it's very therapeutic for a lot of people. It and, is. And when, when you're talking about, you know, kind of, you know, being the maybe a little bit more stronger and confident, but then kind of coming into something and not getting it right away. That, but then going back the next day, knowing that you're not getting it right away. That's another strong confidence. Like that, being strong and confident is also understanding that I'm not going to get things right away. Right. If you start, if you quit the things that you didn't get pick up on day one or day two, that's not strong and confident. That's picking and choosing. So you found something that you really, really dug that you had to work at, and then you just kept building and building. I mean, you said it stretched for six, seven years, you said? Yeah, it'll be seven years in June. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. There's a small group of us. We call ourselves the Woo Crew because we used to, when we were training, we'd go to each other's classes and woo and just be, like, obnoxious as a writer. But um, there are four of us now who still teach at Harness and that we've, you know, just been really great friends since the very beginning. I have to imagine it's, like, actually changed your voice. I mean, in the same way we were even talking about doing podcasts for yeah. so long, that, that your voice changes because you are, obviously, you're on the bike and, and, and you're teaching, but you are also using your voice to motivate everyone there. And doing yeah. that for six, seven years has yeah. got to change your voice in the way that you it's, work it. Yeah. It's cool to think about, too, just like the phases of life. Like, I was, uh, I don't know, I, I just had met my husband when I first started teaching, and we weren't engaged yet, we weren't married yet obviously you know now I have a daughter and like a house and just, my journey has changed the life phases have changed and therefore how I teach my voice changes and it's been really cool to go on that journey with riders and yeah, now yeah. kind of pick back up as we reopen the door so yeah especially over that time too you're talking about knowing somebody like you talk about riders like people that have that you probably seen coming in there for several years and people that just started coming in. You're seeing different phases of people kind of getting exposed to and then being, quote-unquote, addicted to stuff like this. Yeah. And really kind of getting into it and, and making that a part of their daily life, too. Yep. 
Yeah, it's so true. Um, we, we call them our vintage riders. They were, you know, eagerly waiting for us to open the doors, and a lot of them are riding now regularly, and it's amazing to see them. A lot of them are around the neighborhood, so most of us work, or most of us live nearby in Ohio City, where our studio is. Um, so it's fun to see them around the neighborhood grabbing coffee, and then they show up for class. Okay. And then there's new people. Like, I'm actually, as kind of this next chapter, I'm I'm really excited even more excited about the new people who have no idea who we are um you know there's been so many people just moving into the neighborhood that area of hingetown is crazy developed right now and just so much energy and amazing things happening um you know downtown even right. you know there's no cycle studio downtown right now um you know there's not a ton of workout options in general so you know just letting people know we exist letting people know that you know come try us figure out you know who you want to ride with and Hopefully, it's a, a place you can call home. I do love that area. I, I love that whole strip. It's such I, a cool I do, pocket. I just, I love everything. Like, I mean, from where Banter used to be all the way down to, you know, where Saucy Brew is. Yeah. I just, I love all of that. I, I do. I love that entire road. I wish that we didn't move up here eight years ago and we moved up here because that's where we'd go. Really? And I love Lakewood. I really, I love it a lot. But watching, because we spend a lot of time like there, like in Ohio City, in Gordon Square, in Hingetown. It's some of our favorite places. It's just, it's, it's that area that I'm like, man, this is where we would have moved mm -hmm. right? if this was what, because it's in the brief time I've been here, you know, like eight years, it's completely different. Completely. I remember because I joked with Alex at Jukebox about this. A Jukebox is one of the first or second bars I went to when I moved up here. And I, I don't remember where we were, but we just saw this place, Jukebox. We're like, oh, that's a bar. Let's go in there and grab a beer. And I've loved it ever since. Yeah. And I'm so glad it's still there. And it's going to, hopefully, that stays like a foundation of that area. Well, and it was it was the LGBTQ epicenter of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. That street yes. was the epicenter that's, of Cleveland. Yeah, because so. we went to a couple little, uh, uh, like, uh, flea markets or something like oh, around yeah. there. Yeah, we did well, that. Well, it's too. where all the LGBTQ, LGBTQ bars and clubs used to be in the in the 70s and 80s, and, and where jukeboxes used to be the old LGBT center. Um, and it's one of only oh, uh, right. right outside yeah. of the Dean Rufus House of Fun, which... Yep. If nobody stopped in there and had a comp, you need to have him on this. That's a whole okay. experience in itself. <laughs> he's a former DJ. He's a character. You can't get out of there without talking to him for like 45 minutes. He's, he's wonderful. Um, but outside of his shop is one of only two LGBTQ historical markers in the state of Ohio. Yep. Really? Yeah. Right there. Right, right yeah, there. It's right so there it's, on the street. It's wonderful. See, that's the other thing about that area, too. It, it's, it's got a lot more historical significance than I think people understand. Tons. Like, I, like, Alex walked me through why it's called Hingetown. And I don't remember. But, so, by all means, if one of you know. <laughs> but I feel so bad because he's walking me through. I'm like, oh, my God, that's why it's called Hingetown? And then... To be fair, I have a lot going on in my life, so I couldn't. I can't retain everything that's said. But. <laughs> Let me. Can we? Let's just call out one of the elephants in the room because we're going to get to another one in a second yep. that I'm, oh. I'm holding on to. That but like me. some people who work for the Ohio City CDC do not love the name Hingetown, and like because it's something that was very coined by some of the developers in the area. So there are other people who would say, no, 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 that's Ohio City. Like that's not itself. I mean, it, tech it is Ohio, it's Ohio City. City. It's kind of weird to say Hingetown and Ohio City in Cleveland. <laughs> Like, like, wait, what? where do you just live? give me the zip code? That's I think how we started talking about with Alex because I I think I said I don't know where one begins and one ends. Right? No, there yeah. it's, it's all as far the same. as I can tell, Hingetown's like four blocks. I well, don't wasn't know. Hingetown named Hingetown because it was supposed to be the hinge between Ohio, Ohio City, City and Detroit Shore? Yeah. That's what it was, right? Yeah, because I'm in Detroit I... Shoreway, and that's okay. what, yeah, that's what yeah. they that's what they told yeah. us. Yeah. Okay, but wait, we 
we have to get to the other elephant. Go. Okay. You ready? <laughs> I'm scared. Well, how do we not talk about it? We won't say the P word uh, oh. of, of, of that okay. thing. But I right, see where you're going. <laughs> right. So, and, and I will I will be very upfront and say, um, yes, I am a member of that cult. Uh, <laughs> I'm not leaving this basement until I get a job at Harness. Um, this is a job interview as well, by the way. Like, I'm feeling really You're good. hired. Okay, I'm out. Uh, Easy. It was great. Thanks for Come on out. The Wilson Phillips ride will be next Saturday um, at the Harness Studio. I love Studio. Wilson Phillips. Oh my gosh, I want, yeah. We're, we'll get that. that. So, right, we know that during the pandemic, um, a lot of people invested in this home system and, and that became a, a part of their life. And so how do you pivot? I would imagine that's got to factor into the way that you all do business of, yeah. all right, well, there's this thing and... and and there's so much in the news because people on TV shows keep dying using them, uh, too, in the past month. <laughs> that uh, was crazy. I can't believe Big died using a Peloton. He died. And then another one the other day. Uh, oh, there was cool. an, Oh, there was another big story. I, I don't know that it was Succession. It was another story, uh, another show that everybody watches, and another character <laughs> died using their Peloton. I heard they didn't tell him, though. Like They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to put the Peloton in the Sex and the City show. I'm like, cool. Yeah, but he's going to die using it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because one of the instructors was on the episode. And so that was kind of, and, and I actually just watched, or I watched, I actually just did a ride from right before it happened. They're like, oh yeah, Jess King's going to be on this episode. Everybody tune in. And then he died. He died on the Peloton. And so their stock has gone down like two or 300%. But I was reading, and, and, and where I turn it over to you, I was reading that one of the reasons that their stock is plummeting is because people are pivoting back to going to in-person yeah. studios. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Peloton was a force right out of the gate with COVID. I mean, they did a really great job of marketing to people. They did a great job of marketing classes. I mean, I was on their boot camps and their hits. I, the few of their instructors I do really like. Um, I could not get into their cycling. I, mean, I have a bike at home. I have one of our harness bikes. Um, I could not get into the cycling, but I do like some of the boot camp kind of cardio, you know, some of the other classes they offer. You know, there's going to be nothing that ever replaces in-person connection. Agreed. And if, Agreed. you know, the last two years tells us anything, it's a part of our well-being. It's a part of what we crave to have and what we need as human beings. So there will be nothing that ever can replace that. And that is what Harness represents. Mm. Our core value, we have three values we kind of live by. The first one is to be a neighborhood anchor. Um, and yes, we can do that digitally. We, we pivoted, we tried some digital um, but, you know, to do that in person and to be a community staple for our neighbors is core of what we do. Creating that experience in person is our core focus. Um, you know, our second value is creating life-affirming experiences. So that's you know, goes back to the holding the space for you to grow in the ways you want to grow, to connect to your present self in that moment. The third one is to make big impact. So yeah. we're trying to disrupt. We're trying to do things out of the box. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not just the same old harness we were. The world is different. We are different. Our riders are different. People want different things. And so we're here to disrupt in a good way for the betterment of you know, all of our lives. One of my kind of leadership um, focuses that I try to bring in with my team is bringing your whole self to work, bringing your whole self home, bringing your whole self into the ride Love if you're it. riding. It's just holistic living. Um, and the bigger vision behind, you know, what we're building in addition to Harness Cycle, which, you know, I'll tell you guys about, 
is all about that. It's holistic living. It's, you know, focused on well-being, but it's creating experiences and space for people to grow in different areas of their life because it's not compartmentalized. I think we've been just accustomed to doing that. And I think that's why a lot of people quit jobs. And, you know, people were unhappy and they realized that when they were home 24-7 or right. working a job they hated and they couldn't get, you know, they couldn't get, they couldn't socialize, they couldn't do anything outside of it. So I think... There's a place and a need for, you know, the Pelotons of the world, and it's convenient, you know. Again, it's fun to, like, just roll out of bed and go hop on your Peloton or whatever. I get that. We get that. We're not naive to that, but it will never replace what we're creating in that room. And it also won't replace the philosophy behind how we teach, like the, the who we are, the actual foundation of Harness Cycle cannot be replicated with mass-produced Peloton. Um also, our bikes are better. <laughs> ah, there it is. That's a big differentiator too. Is well, e we have kind of hearing that that you're not as I get. I do get caught up in the metrics. Yeah, and 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 yeah. that's not. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever done a ride where I've gotten caught up in the metrics. And I, I do a ride seven days a week. You know, like I'm on. I'm on wow, the bike a lot. Wow, you're a hardcore rider. I'm, I'm a hardcore rider. Like okay. it's a huge part of my life. Um, and and I know that the rides where I'm obsessed with the metrics did nothing for me. Right. Like a right. leaderboard, and and that that's I didn't I didn't get any emotional fulfillment out of that ride. Like it didn't prepare me yeah. for the rest of my day in any other way. So I love hearing you know about a shift away from metrics and more about the experience and what you're getting out of it. Yeah, I think it's important. I think you know met I have you know my watch on, and we all love metrics, and we want to track heart rate and all of that stuff. But in a day filled with it, you know, where we're glued to our phones. Mm -hmm. The disconnect, we say log off, ride on, you know, mm. is is something really special to give yourself that, you know, 45 minutes, which is not a long time in the grand scheme of your full day. Uh, it can be very therapeutic. Oh, and we yeah. hear that from riders, you know, that this is my therapy and it's it's a form of what people need in the moment, but it's also, you know, self-led. Like you may need a, an ass kicking workout that day. You're going to still get that. You're going to be sweating and burning calories, of course, but you're going to get so much more. And that's what we're striving to create. You know, we don't even like to use the word workout, quite honestly. It's, it's really um, a ride. It's movement. It's connection. It's, it's just more. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I don't think you can replace that. It's impossible. Um, ultimately, I think most people, whether they have a Peloton bike or not, I think I think they would like having kind of like most people. There are so, probably some that do, but the the uh, kind of like that group atmosphere, especially now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, probably three years ago, they probably so preferred that. Now more than ever, I think they very much would rather do that. Absolutely. Again, it's not even just again the the experience or the ride. <coughs> it's the I think now it's even just the knowledge that I can do that now. Yeah. You know, I think people love that. You know, the the second that, you know, music started happening again, you know, I was first in line. Like, I, I, I couldn't wait. Yeah. You I, can't I was replace combing, that. combing the internet looking for any concert that was coming You're to like, town I'll that I wanted to. I'll see anything anywhere. Yeah. Fortunately, yes. a good one came. But, I mean, it was still, like, we went and saw Iron and Wine, like, three months ago, I think. Two months ago. Two years ago. I don't know. Um <laughs> But I mean, I was, I was like, I don't, yeah, of course. And they were kind of expensive. I was like, I don't care what they are. Yeah, I'll pay Let's it. just get the tickets. It was at the Cleveland Art Museum. I was like, let's get the tickets. I don't care. I want to go see a show. Because yep. we love going to see shows. Mm -hmm. We hadn't been able to do that for a while. So right. I was ready to do it. Yeah. It's, again, it's the, it's the experience. It, yeah. It's the, it's the 
getting ready for the day, getting ready for that night, and then going there, and then waiting in line, getting in my seat, then the headliner comes out. It's just, it's, it's to me at least, it's all kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's that. I will always, always prefer that. I think everyone, I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people do. I think, you know, the convenience factor and, you know, there's there's reasons why it works to be at home. And I think it's a, a good supplement. I don't think it can replace that nope. in person. I mean, it really can't. That You can compare, you know, movement. That could be music. That could be social gatherings. I mean, it could be anything. You just yeah. can never replace what you get from actually seeing someone in the flesh, touching their shoulder. How are you giving them a hug? I mean, these are the things that, you know, we know now that we need at a fundamental human level. And there's a motivation piece too. I mean, right. I have never started an in-person spin class and not finished it. Do you know how many freaking Peloton classes <laughs> I have started? Yeah, it's very month? easy. Oh my! Just gonna like sit here. Nobody and leaves fifteen <laughs> minutes into a harness man. If You're I'm like, riding Ken, a bike where are you here, going? Yeah, I don't I'm... even care if it's my Judaic side of like the guilt of like, oh, oh, Andrea, you know, she's so confident and she's gonna say something. But like, I, you know, there there are any number of distractions at home that I'm like, oh. Man, I really did want to get through this Broadway ride, but I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, mine are all in the fridge. Yeah, like I'll just be like working out, and they're like, "Oh my god, there's a half a Heath bar upstairs." And like, I mean, it doesn't take much, but yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, leave. I would hardest. go for a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heath bar's big, but I'm not gonna yeah. leave. Yeah, I'm not gonna, but I'm but not gonna big. leave. Class. That's that's that that group atmosphere and that group think. I and I have to imagine that that. As you get to know these riders and having them over and over again, you know when someone walks in the door, like, oh, yeah. okay, this that's, person's probably having a rough time. That's pretty uh, cool. They, yeah. Or they're, oh, my God, they are jazz. They're bouncing on their toes. And so that's got to be so cool to develop those connections. It is. I mean, you get to know people really well. You, They come back, you know, week to week, day to day. They have their routine. They, you know, it works into their their weekly schedule. And you build that friendship, you know, we really are a big family at the end of the day. Like we've just grown together over the last eight years and I'm excited to extend that family now that we'll have new riders walking through the door. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's a special place. Yeah. I love it. I feel like you're hinting at that there's a big empire coming though. <gasps> well, there's there somebody, is. You're getting that, right? Like there's, there's a thing. Uh -oh. Well, she just mentioned, like, well, I'll get to that in a second. I'll so get to coming. that. I, it's, it's, <laughs> are there classes in my house? Like, I'm really excited <laughs> for everyone to come over. <laughs> did oh, I win something? Did I, I, mean, did like, I win something? I was already so excited about, about the Wilson Phillips ride next Saturday at Harness. Um, and 9 a.m., so, be there. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I do love that. Wait, is there is there an out gay male instructor right now? Um, this is big, right? This is there, like the job there interview will is be. Oh, There will be. Okay. We are onboarding new instructors. Is Very it, diverse you group. You could be part okay. of that, All Ken. Right. Come on down. Right. We'll audition you. <laughs> um, but we are looking for diversity of body, diversity of thought, diversity of skin color. We are trying to expand who walks through our doors and who leads our classes. That's a, a big component of who's going to walk through the door. Sure. So... Yeah. If he's in his 20s, though, that's different. You need, like, a good gay Jew in their no, you 40s. Know. Let's say in you their know Jacob's, 40s. Yeah, just spitballing. Jacob's husband is our studio manager. Forrest, yeah. Forrest. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we're we're right there with you. All right. Um, I, still feel like I still feel like you need another addition here. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody maybe under the Jewish persuasion. I don't know. No, I think that <laughs> I'm, I don't just, think again, that's I'm just maybe. spitballing. Okay, spitballing. Guys. Those people yeah. can use guilt in a way that others can't. And I it's think true. that's a key key <laughs> facet. Do you have for... anyone on your staff that has a tattoo of a cat on their body? <laughs> got some, some tats going on. No, a cat. A cat? Uh, a tat I hope of a cat. not. I a hope cat not. Tat. 
Cat tap? Uh, I hope not. It's it's just trying to just trying to, just is... trying to check some boxes here for you. <laughs> I better see you guys in a class. An, in a class, I got audition. What are you missing? Okay. what's happening? All right. Here right now? <laughs> All right, we have some certification programming coming up. This Emotionally, spring. I am ready to be certified. Yes, okay. this is one. You would actually love it. If you are riding that much, you would love going through. That is why I'm. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a big part of my life. Um, it's a really important part of my life because I used to I used to be a big cyclist and and do these unbelievable, uh, San Francisco San Francisco to LA AIDS ride or the Montreal to Portland Maine and 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 I would do those because of the experience of being around other people. But it is really fun to get to know these different instructors. Like there's one instructor that I absolutely will not take her classes. Who is it? Christine. I don't know her. I will not take her classes because she, in, she cries every single class. Oh, no. And that's not for me. I don't need and that. it doesn't matter <laughs> what it me. is. A pink class, a rent class, which I should have seen coming. Uh, <laughs> there is not a class that this woman teaches where she doesn't cry. She's just And bawling. that's why people are obsessed with her. They're like, she's so vulnerable. I'm like, I'm sitting there yelling at the screen saying, girl, you got to get, get it together. together. <laughs> are you a Cody Rigsby fan? I'm I'm a Cody Rigsby fan, sure. He just like so he's so distracting to me that yeah. like I've done There's a couple so of his tests where I'm just like, oh man, I can't even like so Cody. Yeah, I don't need to be here. <laughs> Cody is is Cody like th- right. This is an interesting pop culture moment of him crossing this threshold of this Peloton instructor was okay. one of the celebrities on Dancing with the Stars this past season and came in like third. Yeah, he did. So good. this was a big. Oh wow! Uh, this 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 spinning device has has crossed the zeitgeist in a way that like oh this is how we're defining celebrity. That guy's gotten so wow that is impressive. He came mm-hmm. in third. He did very very well. So he's yeah. okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's, and but stuff. I mean, it's yeah. impressive the that he falls in the celebrity cat. Like that's right. Like, that's crazy. A lot of them have. I feel like they've oh, done they a great do job branding, fine. and they all have their own producers and oh, wow. their own kind of teams to you know market them and brand them, and they're on Instagram constantly. So they've all done a good job. But it, but I w- love that aspect about harness as well, though, of getting to know the different instructors and and knowing like, okay, this is the kind of day I'm having. This is probably the person for me today. Right. Like this is what right. I need today. Right. I'm telling you, it's like the Justice League. Yeah. I really believe that. <laughs> you should list everybody's superpowers. Compare them. I like that. I like that. We're working on instructor profiles right now. It's yeah. a good idea. Oh, I love that. Because I was on your website. I see like, you know, the pictures and the names. Yeah, it doesn't tell you I anything. started clicking on it. I'm like, nothing? You're like, oh, nothing. I wanted more. Yeah, we, well, we just updated our website. Give us a minute. Love it. No, but we have, um, we do have profile information that will they'll tell you a little bit about the instructors and, you know, it'll link through to their playlists. I think the types of music that Huge. we all play, you know, that. Give us yours. Okay, so what's the song that you play to motivate everyone and know that after you give us the name of that song, we will then psychoanalyze you based on your song (laughs) choice. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many. So I have an amazing GNR remix that I've loved playing for very a number of years. I've seen them live. My husband bought us, like, fifth row tickets to the show. I'm from New Jersey, so this is a very big moment. Oh, my gosh, really? Okay. I saw them at at Austin City Limits, like, three years ago. I do love some rock, but, like, you know, you got to have some kind of remix usually. So that is a go-to, like, we call our take-home song, where it's like, you know, you're going fast, and you're going all out, that last song. The other one is T-Pain, Turn All the Lights Out, or Turn the Lights On, Out, On, whatever it is. (laughs) It's good. There's a remix of it. T-Pain just gets me jazzed. I don't know. Maybe it's his little synthesizer thing he uses. But I think, you know, I play a good mix of EDM and a little bit of hip-hop, but mainly EDM. 
a little bit of rock. We've got some new instructors coming in that are different and diverse in that way too. So I'm really interested to see the music selections and how it motivates people in different that, ways. That's important. It's big. For malt, that's important for me in just relationships. Yeah. Your music selection. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really is. Right. Like I, one of the ones I quote all the time is, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie High Fidelity, but they have all these, it's one of my favorite movies. It just, it just is. It's great. And it's all about, it's, it's music and books and movies. And in the entire movie, I don't know if you've seen it, but either way, like John Cusack, He's always speaking directly to the camera, like throughout the entire movie, like little asides. And he, he's saying one uh, where he's talking about some of these things he likes. And he's like, books, movies, music, these things matter. And I'm like, <laughs> I 100% agree. Yeah. Because like, yes. if someone's like, I like this, I'm like, all right, we're already, we're there a little bit. Because something yeah. brought us to like this obscure band that I thought only I knew about. Yeah. Or this movie that only I liked. Or this movie that only I hated, like stuff like that. Like that's important. And the same thing in terms of working out. Like, I mean, most of us have workout mixes on our phone or something like that. Right. And you're picking. That's your personality, and it's the part. It's the music that gets your personality kind of jazzed up and ready to go and continuing to go. So it is. It's huge. That's important. And I judge big time. <laughs> if I'm ever taking a class and the song comes out, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, this like, is horrible. I, that's tough for oh, me. Oh, no. If I'm sitting there and I'm like flagging and 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 welcome to the jungle comes on, oh. I'm like, oh, no. You're like, I'm hell in yes. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's such a big motivator and it's you know if you're in a dark room candle lit and you've got the yeah. bass like we have a subwoofer in our platform studio right now and saucy so we're in the building saucy's and we're just on the other corner it's where the boxing right? it's where like, title so used are, to be yeah so where so everybody knows yeah you moved locations we did yeah. we did and that's kind of part of the bigger vision but we're in the temporary studio we built um where the title boxing space used to be so it actually worked out perfectly but saucy <laughs> called us and was like hey guys can you turn down the bass a that's little hilarious. i guess the bass in our studio was setting off their glass break oh really alarm um, but that's the, that's like, you know, we crank up the music, the bass, you can feel it, the vibrations you can feel through your body. I mean, it's guiding the pedal strokes. I mean, it has to be loud and in your face and let you to kind of disconnect from everything else. Um, I feel so, yeah, like I don't want to ruin part. something right now, but I feel like a couple weeks ago when I was showing someone that area, we walked between the two other buildings and I saw a harness sign. So is where you're at now temporary and then you're moving to... Yes. So okay. let me tell you about I'm the big so vision. Excited. I get so excited <laughs> about things like this. Yes. It's it's really cool. I think, you know, the vision for what we want to create is much bigger than Harness Cycle. Harness Cycle, there will be endless paths of growth for Harness Cycle. And we're going to grow the studio. We're going to hopefully grow the team for Harness Cycle specifically. It will be the anchor movement brand that we've launched that will be kind of our, our staple but it's not the end of what we want to do. So we actually are under contract to purchase a building, which is, do you guys know where Aaliyah is? And yeah. Like the jukebox patio. So it's in between okay. the two. It's that building. It's yeah. 18,000 square feet. It's called the Vitrolite Building. Um, ICA is in there right now. They're, do you know the ICA? I wrote a whole article for Cleveland Magazine oh about ICA. So and you I, know Do you them. know about ICA? I know a little bit, but not It is a lot. the craziest thing that nobody knows about. It's in where this like, hidden building, and you walk by the building, you, you don't know they're there. You never know it's there, and this is a place that has millions of dollars worth of art that they are restoring. <laughs> oh, that was it. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, it's, it, and, it and I got a tour of it, and it's this 
temperature controlled. You would not so believe the Willy Wonka. So you've seen the, the toward oh, the yeah. building? Awesome. The, the Willy Wonka art restoration thing that's happening there, <laughs> you would never know. And when I was there, they were restoring um, uh, one of Houdini's uh, straight jackets. Uh, oh it, it's and that's what's so it's an incredible building. And it is it's ginormous. It's a historic building. It's a huge building. There are three levels. There's a you know a basement. Yeah. There's a beautiful rooftop that overlooks the lake, and Anne actually toured it. Um, this was before we opened. This was before I came on full time. So this was last summer, and she toured it. And she's like, "This is it. Like this is our building. Street this is front. This is part of our yeah. our big vision." So. Yeah, the, the street front where Aaliyah is next to it is a big garage door. That garage door will be open to Harness Cycle. So that's our more that's our permanent studio that we are building out currently. So this is obviously the temporary studio, um, but just a few doors down. So that will be the Harness Cycle studio. And then on the other side, so there's an entrance on Detroit as well, and that will be a food and beverage cafe. Um, so we're working with partners who are going to come in. Um, we're talking to a few different people about options for that space, but that's a you know a, a wonderfully done cafe, a different concept for the neighborhood. Good, the second yeah. floor um, we're building out into be um, again the windows kind of are arched, beautiful windows overlooking the beautiful. lake on the second floor. You've seen the views. Yeah. They have their offices up there right now. We're going to build um, another studio. Um, that will be more of a platform studio for yoga, strength building, different instructors who want to rent out the space. We'll have our own yoga option as well, though. Um, it's and then a complex. It's, oh, I'm not done. Yes, oh. it is a complex. There so are, there are complex many entities. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's a, it's a big vision. We're on a borderline villa next. Yes, go ahead. Like, I don't know what the different <laughs> levels are, but yeah. She's like, we're raising complex. emus. <laughs> Compounds well, coming up. Yeah. It all goes back to holistic living, and it's kind of creating the space and experiences for different aspects of your life all in one place. So it's really a neighborhood space and marketplace for well-being is how we describe it um so yeah on the second floor we have you know more another movement brand that'll overlook you know the beautiful windows and lake and then we're going to build out um we're actually working with another company to do a, a children's stay and play so for the parents in the neighborhood oh, child care is always an issue people are on wait lists um this will give parents an option to drop off kids get a spin in get a yoga workout go sit at the cafe have a spritzer um have a coffee whatever it is maybe go to the rooftop um, this is but, the parents, not the kids. This yeah. is, yeah. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Okay. It's the parents. Okay. So it, there's space <laughs> yeah, for you know, everyone. Holistically, I'm no fine with either. I'm fine with either. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> kids can stress um, out too. <laughs> Sometimes then, they need a spritzer. <laughs> yeah, the other side of the second floor is really um, supporting small business brick and mortar. So we've actually already been doing this. Do you guys know him and his yes. and Shore yes. Society? So him and his and Shore Society are in old studio, Harness Cycle right. Studio. So the front space was the front of our store shop, and then the studio, the actual studios where Rachel and, and Shore Society is. So have you, have you been in there? Recently, yeah. Beautiful. Him yeah. and his is totally oh my, my Right around the holidays. It's like, amazing. It's, the holidays. I, I oh. The Shore, Shore Society, is yeah. that, Shore which Society, is yeah. lovely stuff. Him and his is totally my aesthetic. It's so like, cool. I just geeked out in there. That Adam and Rob very, very do cool. such a good yeah. job. I really, yeah, we were there right, right around Christmas. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. yeah, they had it beautifully done. They just yeah. reopened actually post holidays, so they're open on the weekends now. You guys should stop in. Uh, but it's right on the corner of 29th and Detroit. That's our old Harness Cycle Studio. And one of Anne's big passions and kind of the bigger vision of what she wants to create for the neighborhood is supporting brick and mortar business. Yes. So she's learned 
a lot over the last eight years. And, you know, a lot of it's dealing with Cleveland and how to get grant money and how to do, you know, structuring of brick and mortar as you transition from online and how to price things, like all the That's things big. she has learned and made mistakes and, you know, pivoted and all the stuff. That can be a mess, though. I mean, that that is a tornado of confusion when you're it trying really to is. do things like that. It really it is. really, really. I know a couple people. Because you wanted people, to stay. Yeah. yeah. Well, not even just, it's like the hoops yeah. of dealing with, like, you know, city contractors, I, I, insurance. I mean, it's permits. I mean, all permits. Of it, oh my god! All and of it's, it. it's, it's. I mean, there's. It's a lot. That's and crazy. She's learned a lot. She's she built out the Hinchtown Studio. She built out our downtown studio. So she's you know getting more and more into real estate and very passionate about us owning where we're going to be so that we have more control and that we can do, you know, real estate in a different way. Mm. Um, so she has some, you know, big goals around that herself. And really it comes back to supporting brick and mortar, small business, helping, you know, guys like Adam and Rob at him and his and Rachel at Shore Society transition from online, maybe selling on Instagram, their website, um, or wherever they were to testing this out. You know, could this yeah. be a more permanent solution for them to expand their business? The idea for the corner shops, they're called the shops at, at Harness Collective. The idea behind them is to be pop-ups though, you know, stay there for three, six, nine months, whatever it is, short term. And then if this is something you want to do, uh, we help you secure a more long-term lease um, nearby. Um, so, you know, Amazing. it's just supporting entrepreneurs and that program she's developing um, will really be an accelerator type program where they can grow. Yeah, that's, and, and that's the thing, I think that's almost the way you kind of tell it all together is almost the key to all that too. And not the key to obviously the, the, the business aspect of it, but I think that's what also will keep people coming back is the reputation of actually partnering, connecting, and trying to help trying to help everyone kind of get mm. their foot in not necessarily even get their foot in the door but kind of maybe find the right footing yeah you know to to, to kind of stay or for longevity yeah like all those types of businesses that you that that we've kind of discussed down there whether it's retail you know bars restaurants i mean those are difficult they, they, they are they're difficult to open they're difficult to run they're difficult to maintain and if you can take some of the uh, uh, the uh, the experience of, like, say, Anne or what you're doing as well and, and apply that to people that maybe don't have the know-how of these permits, of this insurance, exactly. of these hoops you have to jump through, it's going to help some of your what will eventually, I think, could possibly be your favorite shops and your favorite bars and your favorite stores and your favorite workout place to actually stay. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we all know places that you're like, I wish that place was still here. <coughs> And you know you don't know the the rhyme or reason oh as to why gosh. they're not here anymore. All the so many freaking reasons why they burned out. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and before I'm talking even before COVID, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about yeah. you're just like God. I don't understand. It was always busy. What did I miss? And maybe something that maybe they missed and they didn't know about. Yeah, you know, again, it goes back to those things are incredibly confusing. Yeah, you know, unless you have like a double doctorate, masters, and you know, developing in the city that you're in, it's confusing, mm -hmm. and you can 100% miss something. All of a sudden, get slapped with a bill. You're like, where'd this come from? Right. Well, there was construction on the road for a while. Like, how yeah. many yeah. businesses are just getting completely screwed? Yeah, because construction. I, but I have to tell you, one of the things I love the most, and it feels like this is part of the ethos that you all are going for, is that you can go into him and his and walk right into Shore Society. And and I know that seems like such a minor thing. But there's this feeling of of community and cooperation of, you know, that that I didn't have to leave a store to go into another store. I yeah. love um, that. It's such a cool, I think it's a really cool feeling. Now, 
It's also wonderful that that, that you walk in and they are two completely different yeah, spaces. different vibes. But yep. that I... It, they were talking to each other. Like the owners yeah. were talking to each yeah. other and the staffs were talking to each other. And, and it, it didn't feel like, ah, uh, in order for me to succeed, you're going down. Right. 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 Like, but that was a really cool feeling. Yeah. That connectivity is really important to us. You know, that it goes back to that value of being a neighborhood anchor. We all rise up when we lift each other up. So, you know, we support each other. We support our entrepreneurs. They support each other. Um, you know, our little pocket of Ohio City is continuing to grow and there's still yeah. retail brands that want to be in the area. There are still emerging entrepreneurs who are doing really cool shit and they just need a little bit of learning. They need a little bit of help. And so, you know, we have a lot of that to share and that knowledge base, I think, can go a long way. Yeah. So Harness Collective is our parent company. The building is Harness Collective and we'll hold all of those entities and they all are very much intertwined. They're sister companies. They all play nice together you can walk from harness cycle after a spin class to go get a beverage at the you know cafe you can also take it upstairs to the rooftop and enjoy the view you could drop off your kid you you know there's going to be ways that you can have different experiences within the same building within the same walls but feel so different which is exactly what i hear you say with him and his yeah and shore society which is exactly how we want it to feel so i That's love awesome. that you know you picked up on that because it's very much a collective effort. I, I forgot that I had done that when I because yeah. I did cross over. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh I'm in the sure society. Like, oh, it's so yeah. different. It was like a dorm common room, and I just crossed over into it. it <laughs> yeah. was, um, we prefer the term residence hall. Thank you. I, yeah. <laughs> Dormitory. Okay. Later so. on, you're going to have to let me know why that's a bad word, because I legit don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, and that's, I don't know, man. All, all those things have been kind of, like you talk about, like there's room for everybody. You know, there's room for everybody to do well. And that, that's a lot of the stuff that I've found doing this is, is like the references. Like, you should talk to this person. They're awesome. Yeah. A lot of them are in the same, you know, like Ryan from Black Cats. Like, you got to talk to OK Pants. OK Pants like, you got to talk to Lindsay at Flight. Right, right. Lindsay's like, you got to talk to Alex at Jukebox. It's a close network. You know, Alex is like, you got to talk to Ann at Harn. Like, right. that, that's what's yeah. been. They're all like, they're all awesome. You got to talk to them. The more people that know about, the better. They're great. They're great. It's, it's, they're there like, was never a. You talk to Ken and you're like, oh, the harness spin instructor. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. And, honestly, yeah. when I typed your name in, I was looking for someone else and you came up. So yeah. it was a big misunderstanding, but I didn't have the heart to tell you you were on your way. It's all good. <laughs> it was free parking. I can't it's wait. Totally I can't wait till you fine. teach Ken. I can't wait. Totally, I have to imagine that the influx in, in people living right within those couple blocks, oh, yeah. right? Like how much housing has been oh it's crazy turned online right like it has gone online it had to it has to be like hundreds and hundreds of people right that oh now... it's it's crazy i mean church and state the dexter i mean the quarter yeah. i mean it's i feel it's really insane. bad for that little convenience store on the corner by north by north high brewing i'm like oh i think they i think that's being built out to something i think they're that's what i thought was gonna happen i think they're going <laughs> oh, away in no way surprised the whole time i'm just sitting I heard there it got sold but i don't know if that's every true. time i'm like driving by if i go into north high if i'm going to jukebox i'm driving by i'm like you guys are on borrowed time. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Bounce. They went out too early. Well, yeah. yeah, Bounce is a, a co-working spot now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. That's awesome. That's yeah. got to be great. Just because it, it infuses the the whole area with more energy, too. Yeah. Because uh, foot traffic has got to help a little bit, right? Yeah, I think we're going to take advantage of, you know, when people are walking, when it's not 10 below. Right. And, you know, people are walking around and... You know, we're going to have two different entrances of this building, and we're going to have the shops on the corner, and we're going to have 
um, you know, activation points in different areas. I mean, it's it's not all within the building either, you know, testing out some of our brick and mortar partners at markets and helping them kind of go into neighborhoods that they want to be in. And I mean, there's a lot of opportunity, but yeah, that neighborhood is just continuing to grow. Oh, so it's building. a great place to be. I'm so excited for you to see this building. Like this building is... I'm so happy I, that you've oh, seen the, it. Did you go the to the rooftop? Everything. I saw okay, everything. Okay, so you saw the view. Oh, wow. It is on. Oh, it is an unbelievable building. Um, what was he? They were working on also uh, restoring the Swingos sign do you know swingos swingos was the famous cleveland motel that musical artists would all stay at when they were touring through cleveland it was like a, it's a legendary music hot They spot. were restoring the sign? They were restoring the sign. Oh, that's cool. so cool. It, this place was like this Willy Wonka art thing, but the building was stunning. It's beautiful. Oh, I mean, the I'm way so it's built is actually perfect for what we want to do. There's it's segmented. Yeah, there's not and, a yeah. lot of development. We're going to be doing some construction this summer, but I mean, even the spin studio, like our studio will be in like the big warehouse with the, there's a second garage door when you walk in. Like, it's just like, this was made for us, like this whole building. Like we're going to build out some bathrooms and like put up a wall and it's good to go. So it was something that, you know, we saw in the bigger vision and, you know, we're just excited to make even more impact outside of just cycling. Like that's our core, yeah, but yeah. there's well, a lot you more You had impact. me a rooftop view. I, rooftop anything, I'm going to at know, least check know, it out. Right? That's just the way I am. I mean, 4th of July up yeah, there, air oh, show yeah. up there, like rooftop yoga, rooftop happy hour. I mean, it's just endless what okay what timeline are we looking at <laughs> right that's the hardest i have to imagine that's so difficult and it is hard are, are you it's getting 707 you, right now yeah so okay. what, what are you talking i'm hoping 10? by 8 30 p.m yeah it's also well think, are you getting hit with um like how how are the shipping delays and things like you know that everybody else is dealing with yeah or, or i mean it with that everyone's dealing with the craziness yeah. of you know covid construction and just delays and everything luckily you know we are we are being thoughtful about timing. We want to do it the right way. Having this platform studio in the old title space has actually given us some time. Originally, we wanted to like get the doors open at Harness like people, very quickly yeah. in, in 2022. So having this temporary spot where we can welcome people in and have the business open feels really good. It gives us more time to be thoughtful. The, the kind of overarching timeline is, you know, build out this year, so this summer, and then grand reopening of um, the building or opening of the building would be this fall. That's like a half an that hour That is going to be here it so be, yeah. quickly. <laughs> it will be very quick. It will be very quick. And like I said, the build out, you know, doesn't require years and years of, of you know, building, right? That's like awesome. construction. We have a lot of what we need already. We're working with engineers and um, our architect and just getting all the plans ready, pulling permits, all that fun stuff. And, you know, we're going to hit the ground running, but, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be seeing everyone in the fall in the building and, just activating the space and, and the watch it come alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That is very harness collective, exciting. folks. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that harness collective? Harness collective is our parent name. company, I, so it kind of houses all of our brands. That's uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Good. Which I know you're probably like. I hope Joe like, likes yeah, it. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can <laughs> move. Like that you're like too. emailing like guys. We can move forward. <laughs> On board. Joe I, got, I got the go-ahead. Joe and Ken are cool We're good, it. folks. We're good. Uh, we've completed the focus group, and it went really well. That's Wait, who, are, who are you as a CEO? I, now, I have to say, I'm a professor of leadership, so I get so excited. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. This is oh what I, I actually do have a day job that people well, can actually yeah. can even take a step at, like, how did you get into this? Yeah. Role, the, the new role. Whew. Well. Because it's relatively new, right? 
It is. Yeah. I started full time as the CEO at Harness Cycle at um, in August. Okay. Oh yeah. So my background is a little all over the place. I, I was an entrepreneur for many years, so I worked in startup world, kind of fell into the tech world. I'm not like overly techy, but um, you know, entrepreneurial very much so, and wanted to kind of build my own thing, do my own thing, create my own thing. Um, so worked in kind of the tech scene for a while. In startup world, got really burnt out, jumped into the marketing scene, just in the agency world, really. I wanted to hone a skill set that I knew could be applicable in any industry and nice. any capacity. So I worked for a number of years in various areas of marketing, which is kind of my, my background, my wheelhouse. Um, you know, bounced around a little bit. Lived in Los Angeles right out of college. Lived in South Carolina working on a startup. Something always brought me back to Cleveland. You know, I, I love it here. I think I was meant to be here. I was the boomerang times two. Um, so coming back, you know, I found Harness when I was working in startup world. And the last six years, I worked at Tech Elevator, which is a, a coding boot camp you probably have heard of. Um, we actually got acquired in 2020 at the end of the pandemic. So it was just a nice like, hey, I was there at the beginning of the business and helped to create a lot of um, the foundation. And it was a great learning experience. Our, our CEO, Anthony Hughes, is is a really smart, amazing guy. I've learned a lot from him. Um, so, you know, I just kind of started to soul search, I think, along with everyone post-COVID. Like, what am I meant to be doing? Like, do I want to grow a tech elevator? Do I want to, you know, get into startup world and build my own thing? Um, and at that kind of exact moment, Anne had approached me and said, hey, I'm thinking about this bigger vision, and I want to step out of the day-to-day -day of Harness Cycle, but I also want to pull you into the bigger vision. So our conversations were always around how we're going to take over the world. I mean, that yeah. I'll never forget that first conversation when she came over. I live in, you know, Detroit Shoreway area, and we walk down to Edgewater, and she's just telling me kind of this big vision. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. This is like aligning with so much of what I want, what I've built, all the choices I've made to get me to this point. And so, you know, for almost a year, we hashed out details. We met. She lived in Bratton all the time on the sure. beach. And so we would sit on the beach like late at night and just talk about the big vision of everything we wanted to do. And Harness Cycle is a core kind of first component of that. So it was always about, you know, how do we establish, reestablish Harness and, and get it um, up and running? And then how can I be pulled into the bigger vision of the collective? And it sounds like doing. it was a values conversation too. It was, like, it was very much, awesome. you know, we've known each other through my time instructing. Um, and I really got to know her well over the past few years. And, you know, I think we always leaned on each other through some of the difficult decisions, even pre COVID what was happening in the business. So we had built a really good relationship, but never in a million years did I ever think like, oh, there, there could be an opportunity here and this could be a path for me. So just talking to her for, you know, that long year, it really helped put into perspective what I wanted to do and how I wanted to lead. Um, you know, she is very much big picture, business development, visionary, and I'm very much, you know, I want to lead the team. I want to develop the team. I want to hire. I want to operationalize. I want to be a leader, but in a different way. So we complement each other very nicely. Um, and I love working with her. I mean, her vision is so big and her ideas are so crazy sometimes. And I absolutely love it because it just complements where I'm at and what I want to bring into the world. So that's kind of how it came about. Um, I quit Tech Elevator in July. I spent the summer just kind of hanging out. And then I started full-time at Harness Cycle in August. And then we reopened in January. So Yeah. That's crazy when you start talking to somebody and all of a sudden like, you're like, okay, we have that in common. 
We have that in yeah, common. Yeah. I think the same way. And the next thing you know, you're You're like, oh. Just from common interest, you're making these kind of grand plans that, that and then eventually come to fruition. That's uh I had that's created great. I have this like vision map I created for myself. I don't even know how old I was probably like twenty four. And it's so funny to look at because it's like all of these businesses I want to create it. I always wanted to create and they were just all over the place, <coughs> all different industries, all different things. And when Anne and I would talk, she had that same kind of vision map, mm. like in her own way, you know, she had developed it, but it went back through my like old binders wow. and all my astrology stuff I've done over the years and all the stuff that I was like soul searching and like, what do I, what am I meant to do? What is my purpose in this world? And it just, they connected so well. Um, so we very much see the world in the same way. We have different ways of leading. We have different ways of, you know, how we want to, you know, live our, our day-to-day lives in this business world. But we we complement each other very well. So it's been a great partnership. Yeah, I assume that's also have you a, a complementary persistence traits too. Because having an idea and then talking about it and building a plan, that's like 15% of it. There's no way you don't run into roadblocks or, oh, we got to tweak this or, right. oh, we got to tweak that. Yeah. And that's what derails most people's yep. I, not ideas. Stuck. That's what derails. They're like, this is too hard. I'll just keep my nine to five, revisit it, and then we don't revisit it. Yeah. You know, my wife and I have been trying to do this for two years now. Like, this will happen like every three weeks. She'll be like, all right, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Yeah, and I'll just all them, like, I got it. Pizza, but we deliver it. <laughs> and she's like let's brainstorm that a little longer but uh but i mean it's gonna done. be hot yeah when it sure. gets there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a big deal yeah. that's a big but deal. we just deliver the ingredients yeah they make it <laughs> actually that's not bad so, <laughs> but i mean to, to be able to kind of see that kind of come because everyone's been trying to do that for their entire lives yeah you know everyone wants to work for themselves and wants but it, it's the it's when you run into the roadblocks or when you run into the where things aren't going exactly according to plan and you may have to pivot a little bit and then make some yeah. adjustments and, and, and compromise, whatever you want to call it. That's where a lot of – that's where most people, I think, that's where that thing stops. Yeah. And you push through. I think that's awesome. And now it's turning into this – you know, this, this amazing thing, this real thing. Yeah. It's this amazing thing. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that ideas are worth about 5% of it. I yeah. mean, if you don't have I was execution. Being generous for 15, yeah, yeah, I mean, I learned that a long time ago with some of the mentors in the startup world I was in. It's just like, ideas are worth shit because everyone has ideas. Right. Who can execute? And that was always kind of a skill set of mine. It's like, I'm a get shit done, like doer. I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go. So sometimes I do have to slow down and think about the strategy more so. And that's, you know, where I have to continue to learn. Sure. But it's that execution because guess what? Like, you're not going to have the answers. You're never going to be fully ready. But if you can try something, if you can make a step forward, you can fail fast, you can pivot, you can make decisions on the fly. And I love that about what we're doing currently because we've pivoted and we've changed our timeline and we've made so many quick decisions, you know, in these past six months of even just when we're reopening, like even these last few weeks, like, should we be reopening? Like now there's another COVID spike. I mean, we have to make decisions day to day, week to week that are going to keep moving us forward. The ideas are not worth shit if we cannot keep moving forward. And I think it's something that, you know, we're able to both do really, really well. Our entire team is. Yeah. 
I feel like you just answered this, but so what we covered in class last night in our ethical leadership I want to come course, to your class. Oh, come to ethical leadership class. It's actually really where fun. Where do you teach? At Baldwin Wallace. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's where my husband graduated from. See? There it is. I'd be too uh, afraid to go to your ethical leadership class because I'd be like, I really want to so take unethical. a leadership class. We do one night on don'ts. So come to that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that would send, be yeah. great. Send me that one. <laughs> and I really want to come to class. We're talking about this after. I want to come to class. But we did, we, in ethical leadership, we talk about, uh, it doesn't really matter who you think you are as a leader because if no one's following you then the the, yeah. the famous quote is then you're just a guy out taking a walk mm-hmm. like a leader with no followers is a guy taking a walk so last night they got blank pieces of paper and crayons because they're graduate students and this is what i had them do <laughs> yeah. um and they had to draw what not who you think you are as a leader but why would people follow you that that was the key essence of who you are as a leader. And so as the CEO, and I'm, I'm, I'm also kind of curious if, if there are CEO aspects that are different from your um, spin instructor aspects. Yeah. Uh, so, so why would people follow you? That is a great question. I Come want some crayons. I need to like, draw it <laughs> I, I, out I or something. I literally have them in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Little crayon box. Not a joke. Huh. It's true. I came why from class last time. Why would people follow me? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have it on my wrist. So I have a tattoo on my wrist and it says fearless. Nice. And when I got this, I don't fully think I understood the meaning of what that was. I just like was like always drawn to that word. It was like on a whim. I was in Columbus. Let's go get a tattoo. As you do. As yeah. you do yeah. when you're 20, whatever. So I think the fact that I choose to live my life not out of fear but out of the potential of making a great decision, out of love, out of trying. I have a very high risk tolerance. Mm. So I'm always willing to figure out a way. And I think fear of that unknown, fear of when you get stuck, like I can't keep going or I don't have the time to figure this out or I have no financial resources to pay for this, whatever the the limiting kind of scarcity mindset that's in your head is is plaguing you, I think... There's a big part of me that just ignores that completely or just didn't get that gene where my my risk tolerance is sometimes I say a little too high because I'm like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And I think it does go back to my confidence because I'm like overly confident and like my capabilities sometimes where I'm like, "Mm, I got to reel that in. I don't know if I can do that. Um, But I think it's, you know, people can feel the fact that I'm fully in it. I'm passionate about it. And they want someone who is going to lead in a way that's side by side, not necessarily in front of them. It's going to someone who's going to ask questions, someone that's going to value who they are and the contributions they're making to the team. So, I don't know if that answered your question. I feel oh like God. I'm rambling, but I think, I think it did. Oh, a, yeah. a leader learns along the way, just along with everyone else. Yeah, you know, the leader I think is the one that, like you said, just kind of keeps pushing everyone forward. Once you have a resolution, or if you run into a problem you keep pushing forward. I mean, a leader is not the person that has the answers every single right, time. Right, That's a bullshitter. Because <laughs> you know? no one does. Yeah. No I mean, does. at least to yeah. me. Yeah. If someone's like, oh, we're just going to do this, I'm like, do you want to think about it a little longer? I think a leader a, a leader adapts. Mm-hmm. A, can, a leader adapts. Can, can I dig deeper? Because yeah. now I'm, I'm kind of curious. I, I work largely with women. Uh, most of our students are women. It, I would assume that most of the instructors that you're working with in, are women, and this is a women-fronted uh, business. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, as we know, uh, that overconfidence is not something that society is supporting by and large uh, in, in female leaders. I feel like you have this amazing advice in particular for 
for women who want to move into these leadership roles. I love hearing about that overconfidence because the, we literally talked about this last night. That, really? that we had a conversation. We went around class, and people said, "I, I asked the question, what is in this sem- at the start of the semester talking about leadership? What's the one thing that you really want to work on this semester?" Confidence, Confidence. was Ugh. across. The this board. is so cool to hear. I one of my goals for myself this year. Well, one of my big goals for myself is to write a book. Yes. And I've always just kind of had that like generic goal. I'm like, eh, everyone wants to write a book. But I'm like, I don't know what it's going to be about. It'll come to me. I'll figure it out. So over the, the holidays, I really started to kind of marinate on it. And what has kind of come to the surface is this concept of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to pull out what I do. How, how do I build confidence? What does confidence mean to me? And how can I help other, mainly women, do the same thing? How can they build confidence? In, and I think it's mainly, for me, the decisions they're making. Mm. So if you're unhappy with something, you're making a decision that you're confident in that's going to make you happy. Or it, maybe it's job-related. Maybe it's the person you're with. Maybe it's having kids, not having kids. Like it's, I want women to feel empowered and confident in the decisions that they're making. And far too much I see people around me, women, friends even, making decisions not because they're confident and empowered and it's going to get them to that next step of where they're trying to go, but because they're living in fear or they they feel stuck or they're scared or, you know, they want the stability or whatever the case may be. So I've been thinking a lot about confidence and like kind of that is my superpower, if you will. And how do I speak to it? Like, it's even like me asking questions because sometimes I'm like, I don't, why am I confident? I don't know. Like I asked my husband that when I was thinking about this like book outline and he's like kind of rattling off a few things. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So I think I just need to noodle on it a little more. But this whole concept of confidence and instilling confidence in women, I'm very passionate in about. leadership, too. And leadership, yeah. yes. Women leaders and just getting more of them. Um, I don't know. I could go on for days. But, yeah, we're, we have to talk after. Oh, There's so much. No, you're, yeah. I'll <laughs> so just much. go upstairs. You <laughs> Can you just leave? <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. That's okay. No, no I'm going to go to Ken's <laughs> class because I want to learn more about it too. Of, of you guys should go you know. to each other's classes. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! I don't, we I'm should. a little. I'm. I. I get a little nervous with this super confidence fit instructor, so I do want to go to yours. <laughs> I think you will kick my ass. It'll be fun though. Uh huh. Is a good. <laughs> there are, In a growth-oriented way. Yeah. There. There are. There's definitely such thing as a good ass kicking. Yeah. Which I, most I pe- prefer female instructors. Do without you? oh, without question. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I actually would too. I wonder if that's a gay thing as well. Because no, I feel I like it is so. for me. I I because I think for me, my opinion, being in, in those classes before and have I've had male instructors and female instructors, for some reason, when female instructors are actually like shouting out these things to kind of encourage people, it just it connects with me more when men do it. I'm like, just calm down, buddy. You're like, Listen, I don't bro. know why, and I really don't know why. <laughs> Reel it in, bro. For some reason, I'm not buying what he's selling. Right. Yeah. But when a woman does it, I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that makes it can come off as my soul exactly. more authentic. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can get. I get. That. I, I don't know. I yeah. do 100% agree with the fear thing. You know, and, and not the horror movie fear. The fear that's adjacent to you know insecurity and being self conscious. I mean, that is it's a crippler. That's a crippler for anybody. 100%. And I think it's probably even more a crippler for, for women because, as Ken mentioned, even though we're seeing more of an embracing mentality, you know, with each passing year, we're certainly not. It's not a universal thought. No. You know, there are still, there are still men that are intimidated by that. And intimidated to a point where they'll go to crazy lengths 
to stifle that just so they don't oh, have to deal with it. Yeah, that's down. what I mean. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. insane. So it's it's on top of everything else. It's very cool to see that. So yeah. what I mean, I guess I, I was gonna say what would you say to eighteen year old Andrea, but I think Andrea Legendary is gonna be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> so, got this. Yeah, eighteen Andrea, like just calm down. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fine. Like what? I mean, what would you like if if you come across somebody that's like maybe like entering college or just or just leaving college, and you know most of us when we're that age or even my current age, you're still really just kind of unsure of yourself. Yeah. So, is there something you can say or would say, like in a condensed, almost like a slogan, just just to kind of help them along? Because I mean, the the being unsure of yourself is is you know something for sure that young people have, and some people don't really grow out of that. I I, I haven't. Imposter I mean, syndrome I, I, I live is so in fear. Real. Oh, it's so real. <laughs> I live so in real. fear most yeah. usually when I'm awake. You know, something is, is in the back of my head all the time, something I'm constantly worrying about. I mean, and I'm not saying you don't worry about things you do, but I think you, you seem to kind of, I don't know, compartmentalize it better than most people. Yeah, I actually do do that, so that's part yeah. of it. Um, but I would say, you know, if I had to, like, boil down, you know, one line of advice, it would be around moving forward i would say you know trust the next step you're about to take move forward one step at a time i think people get often plagued by what's my purpose in life where am i going i'm 25 i'm hitting my quarter life crisis you know where am i in life like where am i going and you know am i happy asking all these like very grand questions that can really plague from plague you from moving at all so how can you take the small step forward to just keep going. And that's what we're doing at Harness Collective. That's what we're doing at Harness Cycle. No one can take giant leaps right now because the world is full of uncertainties. So you can't ask yourself the purpose-driven questions all the time. You have to bring it down to what's going to make me happy in this next 24 hours? Where do I find myself lighting up when I spend time doing it? Do I want to take this podcast to the next level and you know expand it to X Y Z? I would love it if you would because I'm so see I there don't you know go. How to do it. I, <laughs> there you go. I just keep having guests on and just it's just it's doing fine, but I feel like you're the one that will take it to the next level. <laughs> Let's do so it. So I'll just we'll just swap Let's emails and just let me know what you decide. I do. I'm <laughs> so excited for the guiltless collective. Oh my that's, god! You know what? In, in this, that's one of the keys. Is it, you need to change the word. See, and, for, and honestly, like I, I have tried this a couple of times, and it, it's not really. Let's build the brand. Let's do it. That's actually what I've tried. Fuck! This is so weird. This happened today. Stop recording. This is, no, so like this is. I have tried to kind of build like a network of podcasts, um, and not where I'm on all of them. I just. People are probably tired of me now, so but I mean like like different ones, and I I just can't get, I can get them started, I cannot keep them going, mm-hmm. and it might be the selection process as far as because podcasting is not super hard, but you do have to kind of commit to it a little. Oh, no. You have to be consistent, it's, right? Yeah. There's well, a, I mean, there's but, a commitment of so, energy. All right, what I mean, what what I mean by that is, and I think for me, I, I guess I don't see it as a commitment because i just dig doing it mm-hmm. you know i i like just meeting new people all the time it's great yeah. it's really really cool um i mean how hard is this it's just like you well talking, i'm the only yeah. one drinking but it's it's having <laughs> drinks and meeting new people and just talking about the stuff they do yeah. i don't understand that doesn't strike me as something that's like oh my god i can't believe i have to do that again i mean right. c- come on you know 
I understand you have to kind of commit to it a little bit, but that that's been something that I've never been able to really get to. I've had probably five that have all started and all. I don't want to say failed; they just kind of stopped. And I've so always wanted that. Your you know? big vision is a network of podcasts that you're yes. running. I have all these. I like. I have so podcasts. who's on them if you're not on them? Well, that's the thing is I think I you're have still to, on them. I have to find people find that people. can do it. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. You, not a single person's coming. Right, to mind. and and I feel like <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to this because one of the things that you said earlier was about building the team. And, yes, and so I, I have to imagine that that's something that that you really have your eyes towards. Of like, it's yeah. not just someone who's been on a spin bike. It's not someone who's even taught a class before. But there is this certain feeling that you're looking for, and I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah, with the oh, podcast, very yeah. much, very much, yeah. I think, yeah, it's getting clear about your big vision, which is what, you know, Ann and I spent a year doing. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It takes a long time sometimes, but, like, getting clear on, on where you're going, because if you don't know where you're going, you're going to get sidetracked and lost and fall off the cliff along the way. Yeah. So you have to at least have, you know, that big vision. It doesn't have to be super clear, but you need to see kind of the end goal. The yeah. paths will change amongst, you know, minute to minute even. But, like, what is the big vision? What are you trying to actually do? And then who's on the bus? Like right now I'm hiring people to get on this bus that we're building and the bus is going to like hook up to other buses and other train. Like who is on this train and who is the right fit for our team? Because yeah. we want to grow with you. It's it's not, you know, a temporary kind of in and out. And I, maybe that's where I'm going wrong is, is I'm not going with great fit. I'm going with availability. No, 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 no. <laughs> and no, I, I don't even know like no, no, more no. advice I, other I, than no. no <laughs> yeah. I, just no. I, I, and I think and, and I very much agree. I, I, I think that's right. It's just it's the and maybe I'm just I get so excited when someone's finally willing to like if I have an idea for like a theme of a podcast. I'm like, yeah. Awesome. Great. I can't do that. I'm already doing this. It's just overkill if it's me. But I want to find people. And someone's like, I would love to do that. I'm like, awesome. I get so caught up in the fact that someone's even interested in it. <laughs> yeah. And then like three episodes in, they're like, oh, I can't keep doing that. I just I'll do it like in another week or so. I'm like, yeah. no, you're supposed to. This is a weekly case. How hard is this? Yeah. You know, and that's what it's turned into. Well, a and bunch as of part times. of your vision, you can build out. You know, what are your core like personas? Like, who are those people you want to work with? Who are the people that are going to build what your vision sure. will bring to life? Yeah, because then that helps you stay on track. So, like, there's going to be a lot of people like, oh, I can, you know. This happens a lot with small businesses, small business owners who are like just starting out. Like, well, they're offering me this money over here. But that's not that's not what you're creating. You're right. like you're totally derailing and, and changing your core vision and your core product and your service offering, whatever it is, because they're giving you money. And in the short term, yes, that's great. But if that's your bigger vision, do it the right way. Move forward slowly. Yeah. But focus on that type of person that you want to bring into the fold. That's going to be the right fit and that's going to help you get to the next step and the next step and the next step. Sure. Yeah. When I was here. The other day, I feel like it was yesterday, it was right? Like, it, was, it was like last Thursday. It was this morning. Uh, right? Like, And so that's that whole piece that we talked about, yeah. about the narrative thread. And so getting people to sign it. I would want people to sign on to my mission before they sign on to a specific podcast idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like I want people to like want to be engaged in this pursuit. And then everything else just kind of falls into place. I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we, get, I mean, we got it. To give you an idea, like we... We posted like a quick landing page for the Harness Collective and an Instagram account we whipped up really quickly. And we had like 600 followers within like, you know, 10 minutes of it being up because they were following the vision and the mission. You know, that was the bigger piece. And people don't even know what's happening in the building. They don't know what's going into it. They don't know all the connected threads. But 
they're very much invested in what we're doing at a high level mm. and they want to be part of it. And they I think the same cool thing is happening. You. Yeah. They, they know something cool. Is you can happening. feel it. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you're passionate about it and you're clear on it, people will feel it. They will follow it. They will want to be part of it. That's when people will come into the fold. They're like, I want to work with you or for you. You know, I want to be on the train. Yeah. It also feels, I have to say both of yours, right? Like both the Harness Collective, both the Guiltless Podcast Collective. <laughs> like they, there's also, normalize it. Uh, it. They feel very Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And that's a big Super. deal. Yeah. What? I know. I'll talk to you guys about it after. <laughs> One of them was a Cleveland. Forget it. Yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> now I'm getting mad. I <laughs> but but, but I do. I do feel like the Harness Collective. Yeah. It does feel very Cleveland. Like yeah. that, that. That there is. Oh, that you're tapping much. into that energy. It's very important to us to activate post-industrial neighborhoods. That's yeah. kind of our core vision and purpose. You know, behind the bigger collective. And you know, we don't want to necessarily stop in Cleveland. It could be in other sure. cities, but it's never going to be in the suburbs or a commercial, you know, real estate kind of chain or, or loop, you know, it's, yeah. it's always going to be places that need that resurgence of energy or revitalization. You know, Anne was very much a part of that in Hingetown before it was Hingetown. And, you know, when she opened up Harness Cycle eight years ago, it was crime ridden. It was a scary place to be. And, you know, it was kind of bustling back in the day, but it got it got derailed, and now it's it's back. And you know, we were a part of that resurgence, and we want to continue to bring that impact to neighborhoods. I think we're oh, seeing so it. excited. It really is cool. I and mean, again, again, eight years ago, that this is that's around the time that I moved up here. Yeah, yeah. That area Same. was yeah, you know, different. that yeah. was very, very different. Yeah. What it is now, I just it, it's amazing to see that again that whole strip. Even I remember being in a. Where was I? I was in some bar in Gordon Square, and the bartender said something very, very similar. They're like, "It's still just not there yet. Not like, there. there's still some parts here that are pretty dangerous." Yep. But people are moving in, and and now I'd walk down that street, eleven o'clock, and I don't care. Yeah. You know that oh, it's yeah. just it's an amazing, amazing place. Houses, businesses, bars, restaurants, store. I just love it. I, I love that area. I love that it's close to me. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. It's just. I don't know. It's, it, it really is great. The And I very much agree with what you're saying about it being Cleveland, because it is. You know, I mean, if you go back the last, uh, you know, 15, 20 years, Cleveland just, just kind of had this, like, constant, not huge shoot-up trajectory, but it's been going up mm -hmm. consistently Steadily. for years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, but I think now it's become one of those cities that – Kind of like one of those underrated cities that, that I think that, that, that people are turning to and seeing like, you really should check that place out because mm -hmm. you'd be surprised what they're doing there and what it's becoming. And now all these little pockets of Cleveland, you know, the, the, the you know, it used to be just, you know, having like, you know, Lakewood and Tremont. Now you have Lakewood. Now you have Tremont, Ohio City, Hingetown, Gordon Square. I mean, you just there's just more and more of those. Totally. And that's only going to keep growing. Right. And that's not just businesses. Now people are living there. They want to live there. I want to live there. Yeah, I live there. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and they keep growing. Every time I drive down there, I'm just so amazed. that about, Eight years is a long time. But at the same time, it's not a long time. No. It's not a long time to see that change. Yeah. It's a... It's amazing. I'm pretty excited. I'm really excited for you. And I'm oddly for not knowing you more than 90 minutes, proud of you for being a part of that. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thanks, guys. No, really we're, we're so very, proud very to be cool. part of the change and the activation in the neighborhood. I mean, this is just the beginning for our team and for the impact we want to make. So, I mean, sky's the limit. We're ready. We're ready to make big impact and 
and continue to grow. So I cannot wait to see you on bikes. Oh yeah. And I can't oh. wait to see you in the collective building when we open this fall. Where do where do we go to learn more? Yes. Where um, can we find harnesscycle.com. You can sign up for rides. We are again expanding the schedule come February. Um, if you're listening to this now. Um, but we'll have classes evenings, mornings and weekends. We have a lot of fun. We're right in the pocket across from Rising Star and Beach Jar and Cleveland Tea Revival. So a lot of great neighborhood spaces in our um, kind of neck of the woods. And then harnesscollective.com is our landing page that just tells you a little bit. There's actually a letter from Anne on there. So she explains a little bit about the vision. Um, we've gotten some press in like cranes and different places. So you can read a little bit more about the big vision behind our building that we're, we're underway with. So just excited about the future, and awesome. thanks so much for having me. Oh. Well, plan on probably coming back around August when all uh, oh yeah herbs. I'll have September. lots of developments. Whatever this is, I just yeah maybe oh Anne will come back have, too. I yeah. will have taught so many months of classes at that point. That's <laughs> very he exciting. will be a senior <laughs> instructor by then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a vintage. Is that vintage, what they were called? Vintage, vintage riders. I'm a woo. Yeah. A vintage. <laughs> She's a woo. Well, again, thanks for you coming on. I really do appreciate it. this. Is again. When we talk about things like, you know, the, the connecting and the Cleveland stuff, which actually we talked a lot about, like, this is exactly why. It's inspiring. Like, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to have something like this where they can just meet people like oh you and gosh. do this stuff. And the fact, it was almost like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon to get to you, but nobody <laughs> was like, no, I'm not interested. They just kept pushing me to someone who they thought would be cool to talk to, and you absolutely were. Love it. Inspiring. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Pleasure talking to you. a quick rundown about what you got going on. Uh... I don't know that I have much going on right now. Um, I mean, everybody should, of course, go over to thebuckeyeflame.com. Uh, yep. and, and and we're still hanging out as Ohio's only LGBTQ news and views platform. Um, so so definitely check that out. I have a couple burlesque shows that I'm hosting in, uh, but not till February. So I'm, Any with Peach Fuzz? Uh, I don't think so. No. Yeah. So it's actually there a couple in Akron. Uh, there, it's going to be the first time that some of these large theaters in Akron are hosting burlesque shows. Oh, really? Which so, ones? Uh, large theaters. You know, the ones with names. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, in no way, can remember. Um, but yeah. So uh, let me know about um, that because I'm from Akron. My mom's down there. I want to take her to one so bad. A beautiful theater. I, I know the that Civic? it's. I don't think it's a Civic, and it's not the E.J. Thomas one, but okay. there's another one. And so, yeah, so I'll be hosting some of those. But then other than that, um, I'm just going to write gay shit all the time, which is what I do. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I do, classes. too. I just don't know I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to be working on this outline um, because I'm helping someone write a book about uh, inspiring women to have confidence. Uh, yes! And so I'm really excited. I was like, wait, what's he talking about? <laughs> this is book <laughs> number five. Book number five. We're you better besties. let your husband know that you just got a roommate. I feel like he's going to move in. We're definitely no, besties after this. neighbors already, it you sounds You said to like. Where are you? I live off 52nd. We're right around the corner. I'm right on Fur and 58th. So there we yeah, go. yeah. Oh my so gosh. Yeah, no, I, I don't need. Oh, to we're move definitely in. hanging out. I'm so the Gillis Collective yard. bringing people together. <laughs> the power of the collective. Bringing people, people together. <laughs> I love it. I That's love it. it. But thanks for coming in and jumping. Oh in my gosh, Appreciate it's it. such a treat, and I will be back here next week for the wine show. Obviously. And then Andrea, <laughs> thank you again so much. Appreciate thank it. you guys. Appreciate it. All right.